0: worse than 911 bigger than the civil war october 18th controlling you one little piece at a time and eating bugs Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Yeah, that's a variety pack tonight. We got all that for you and more coming up this evening. Thank you for joining us. It's great to have you along for the ride on this Thursday morning. Don't forget, please, right off the top, hit that follow button over there. We really appreciate that. Helps the show out. It's free for you. If you don't have a Rumble account, sign up for one. That's also free. And join the Sheldon team here at... uh, (laughs) on rumble Uh, we got a lot going on today and a lot tonight and uh, it's just it's insane we're also going to continue on we're up to chapter 7 in our book got that for you and uh, a really interesting story about bees too yeah I know but uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some bees tonight weird one I got a quiz for you see how smart you are we'll test your intelligence one of our great sponsors and we got to tell you about these guys because they are phenomenal and that of course is brick house nutrition brick house nutrition a way to get all that good fruits and vegetables that you need and you know it's just a pain in the ass you don't like going to the store buying them cutting them up preparing them by the time you get home and store them and by the time you get to getting around to eating them they've gone off they're going rotten it's just a pain. And that's why you don't do it because it's a bother. You, you have to put in some effort. Well, folks, fruits and vegetables are the key to healthy living. While fruits and vegetables are the anchor of any healthy diet. The problem is, like I said, they're hard to cook. They're hard to prepare. You got to go shopping. They're perishable. How many times have you bought them? I do this all the time. I just bought bananas yesterday. Already they ripens. I got the green ones, but they're ripening just like that. And I got to keep eating them, which is good, and I am, but they they go off so fast. Field of Greens is a science-backed formula of specific, healthy, wholesome, organic fruits and vegetables. All ground up into an amazing tasting powder. It could not be simpler. You just take a scoop of this, you add it to orange juice, green tea, whatever you like, even just plain water if you want. And that's it. You've got a complete supply of all the organic, fresh vegetables ground up into that tasty powder. They are real USDA organic fruits and vegetables. They're not extracts. You look on that package on the back, it doesn't say supplement facts. It says nutrition facts because these are wholesome USDA fruits and vegetables tasty flavors they come in a huge assortment of <clears throat> flavors and a matter of fact let me just show you right here there you go shop field of greens and you'll see all the amazing kinds of wild berry lemon lime which is great nice refreshing uh, greens raw you've got strawberry lemonade mmm nice Oh, look at at the varieties here. Nice. Not bad at all. And, of course, if you use the special link in our show notes, you will find yourself an amazing deal. Brickhouse Nutrition. Use that link to get an amazing offer right now with a great discount from the Jay Sheldon Show and Brickhouse Nutrition. Don't put it off. Seriously, don't put it off another day. Head right over there. Check out Brickhouse Nutrition. Pick up one jar of this stuff. Try it. You'll be amazed at the results. You'll be amazed how much better you feel. Brick House Nutrition. Thank you folks for helping to sponsor the show. And seriously, you get a great deal over there. Use the link, it's right down there in our show notes. And uh yeah, thanks, Brick House Nutrition. All right, we had an insurrection. Yes, indeed we did. United States Capitol taken over inside and out by pro-Palestinian protesters. As the terrorist Rashida Taib spoke with the crowd, got them going. You know, she didn't say peacefully and patriotically march to the Capitol. Oh no, a long way from it. Are we only allowed to call people like this insurrectionists if they're Trump supporters? Is that how it works now? Is that this game? Of course it is. Police have made arrests inside the Capitol. Follow up on this, because trust me, nothing will happen to these people. It is a sad, sad day for democracy. I say the rules, you made the rules, we didn't. How many people sitting in the gulags from January 6th to this day, how many people sentenced to years for walking through the Capitol peacefully? Peacefully. How many? And how many of these people are going to get the same? Zero. 17 years in prison. 22 for the organizer. Hey, like I said, I don't make the rules. There they are. Look at this. Looks like an insurrection to me. And that's just what was going on inside the rotunda. Here's what was going on outside. Yep. No matter how you cut it, that's an insurrection. And what will happen to these people? Like I said, not a god thing. Welcome to the world we live in now, folks. As they try to normalize things, one little moment at a time. And we'll talk about that coming up too in just a bit, on how exactly they normalize things. Where's my cut? Hello, sometime today, McFly there we go Marjorie Taylor Greene she's been out and about screaming and yelling and good for her minces no words in a letter to Capitol Police after ceasefire mob invades the Capitol I love this lady it's been a wild day it was at the Capitol yesterday to say the least Uh, Rashida Taib inciting mobs threatening President Biden anti-Israel radicals, invading the Cannon House office building, disrupting official proceedings, committing vandalism in the process. You know, all the things people are in jail now and or in prison after having been sentenced to ridiculous terms for doing exactly that. Did I mention there were other Democrat members of Congress who were also joining in and inciting the agitators. Yep, that happened too. Marjorie Taylor Greene mincing no words. She wrote to the Capitol Police demanding they preserve all the evidence related to what she describes as, and she's accurate, an insurrection at the Capitol yesterday, calling for the insurrectionists to have the book thrown at them. In the article in our show notes, you will see the actual letter that she wrote to the Capitol Police. She says, I am formally requesting the U.S. Capitol Police preserve all video surveillance, footage, photographic evidence, police reports, and arrest records from all office, house, office buildings October 18th, 2023. And there is the official letter. Good on you. The invasion was unfolding at the Capitol. Marjorie Taylor did a live video chat from inside the building to show what was going on. That is here. Let me play just a little bit of that. Okay, so we have an insurrection happening in the Cannon building. This is the march outside, the pro-Palestinian march. You can just see it up there in the corner. Take a look at this. I'm take you guys down so you can see what's happening on the third floor okay, that kind of takes a while to get there, so I don't want to bore you with it. but you, you saw the shots anyway. I played you the video, so it's uh yeah, it's uh, an absolute. Nightmare. Don't do that. There we go. You hit the wrong button, Jay. <laughs> anyway, it's going on. It went on. Nothing's going to happen. They'll all get arrested and, you know, released. And uh, nothing nothing will go on with these people. Absolutely nothing will go on. They're the, they're the special class. They're the special class. They're trying to normalize things. They're trying to make you think one way. And they have all the time in the world to do it doing it one little bit of a time and that gets us into the second thing I want to talk about how the left nor- the, the, you know it's not just the left, the globalists, the elites the media normalize things one little piece at a time there's a guest who appeared on Joe Rogan Who honestly, he was kind of talking about something else, but he describes this exactly. Take a listen.
1: Whoops. Here we go. I just don't understand how it gets to the point where things get to terrible places. One tiny step at a time, you know, if I encroach, if I encroach on you and I'm sophisticated about it, I'm going to encroach two millimeters. I'm going to encroach right to the point where you start, start to protest. Then I'm going to stop. Then I'm going to wait. Then you're going to calm down. Then I'm going to encroach again, right to the point where you protest. Then I'm going to stop. Then I'm going to wait. And I'm just going to do that forever. And before you know it, you're going to be back three miles from where you started, and you'll have done it one step at a time. And then you'll go, oh, how'd I get here? And the answer was, well, I've gone, and you agreed. And so then I pushed you a little farther than you should have gone again, and you agreed. And if anybody's interested in this sort of process, and this is a horrifying book, if you want to read about how this process works, you can read a book called Ordinary Men by Robert Browning.
0: Exactly. A little piece at a time. You know how on this show we say if we're going to try and do something, we're going to try and accomplish something together, we have to take small bites. You can't take the big bites. It's not going to work. If every one of us takes a small bite, it will happen. Change will happen. That is exactly the kind of philosophy that these morons on the left do. And they have been doing it. From our personal lives, to our kids' lives, to our work, to what we think, what we say, how we refer to people. One little step at a time. Maybe just three centimeters. But they go at it. And then they wait for us to give a little, to give up those three centimeters. Then they go at it again. And we fight back. But eventually we give in and we give another three centimeters. And by the time you know it, you are five kilometers down the road. As that video explained perfectly, that is exactly the process. And eventually, it works. And believe me. These holes are playing the long game. They have been playing it for a long time and they will continue to play it because they know it works. Inch by inch in all areas, including your life, by the way, this today a $25,000 fine and prison time if you don't call people by their proper pronouns.
1: and distribution of hate propaganda within the meaning of the uh, criminal code. It also comes with it a penalty of $25,000 if prosecuted successfully. In-
0: How about that? $25,000 fine and prison time. If you don't call some man dressed up like a woman her. Make sense to you? Of course not but little bits, little bites at a time they take. That's why I say it, the process works and they are using it against us. They've been using it against us for a long time. And how about this one is from Libs of TikTok. Beyond parody, this they're mocking us, folks. Take a look at this hag. This man, and he is a man, has just been added to the top 100 hottest women in the world. Three, four, five billion women in the world, and this hag he makes the list of the top 100. A Little bit at a time, a little bite at a time. They don't stop. Controlling your kids. That's the next area of attack because of course <clears throat> that's exactly how you control the society is you start with the kids Expect an escalation in the left's desire to control American kids and Institutions this article is in our show notes, and I cannot encourage you enough to read it. It is Beyond frightening If we don't teach students kids about the truth of liberty freedom the Marxists will teach them their version And that's why we on the right have to be just as bold in taking back our children. We did the story yesterday about that idiot school system in New Jersey who's allowing kids to pick their gender and be called whatever they want and not tell the parents about it. Utopian fantasy to think that adults could be in charge of children for eight hours a day without some kind of values being imparted according to Liz Wheeler to the Heritage Foundation. When it comes to the left's desire to control American kids, institutions, government, expect escalation. That's the Liz Wheeler show host in her new book. Read this article. We are living in cultural madness right now. You are living in the middle of it. White children told they're racist, black children told they're oppressed, whether or not they are. Only qualifier is you have to be white. You have to be black. Oh, are you black? You're oppressed. No, no, no. Don't argue. You're oppressed. You're white. Or you're racist. Racist. And you hear it enough times, you buy it. Inch by inch, they're taking it, and we're letting them have it, including in war. Now, this post from X, I refuse to say formerly Twitter. There, I said it okay, but that doesn't count. I'm just saying X from now on. Let's get beyond this, okay? We're all grown adults. Let's put on our big boy pants. Call it what it is. It's X now. It's not the T word. The people, inch by inch, the People's Liberation Army, coercive, dangerous interceptions, October 17th. This is scary. This is Assistant Secretary of Defense, Ratner, at a regular press conference on the Department of Defense Tuesday. I don't know if you saw this or not, because, of course, and the Middle East has been taking over all the headlines, but Commander Aquino from the U.S. Indo-Pacific Command was asked at a press conference if there are any signs China might take advantage of the U.S. and their involvement in the Middle East and preoccupation and Ukraine as a chance to invade Taiwan, something we mentioned yesterday. He said their, uh, in India-Pacific Command's First mission is to prevent conflict in the Indo-Pacific, and the second is to be ready to fight and win if that mission fails. Take a listen. Well, last year's
1: CMPR noted that PLA fighter jets were increasingly engaging in coercive and risky operational behavior. This year's CMPR provides a much clearer estimate of that disturbing trend specifically since the fall of 2021 we have seen more than 180 such incidents more in the past two years than in the decade before that wow that's nearly 200 cases where pla operators have performed reckless maneuvers or discharged chaff or shot off flares or approached too rapidly or too close to u.s aircraft all is part of trying to interfere with the ability of u.s forces to operate safely in places where we and every country in the world have every right to be under international law.
0: See what I'm talking about? They're doing the same thing the lefts are doing. A little bite at a time. Just take a, this poke, just poke, 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 poke. And it's just a poke. We don't mind. Just a little, little poke. No big deal. And the pokes get bigger. And you stop fighting back. And then. All hell breaks loose. The climate myth. There's another one. How many times? How much? We've talked about this a million times on this show in this crap bullshit climate myth garbage. Get ready to be bombarded, folks. It ain't gonna be pretty. A celebrity climate group is spending $80 million to promote this... Idiot Biden's climate change agenda ahead of the 2024 election. Climate Power committed $80 million in advertising funding in association with several environmental groups to promote this bag of oatmeal's policies. This group is operated by a huge array of politicians, activists, and supported by popular celebrities and artists. According to CNN, they're looking to broadly inform voters about Biden's climate change agenda. 43%, by the way, of Americans approved of Biden's handling of the issue in a recent Washington Post poll. Ads will launch digitally, of course, and on television. Heading into the 2024 election, it will specifically target Spanish-speaking and young voters. All backed by Hollywood. And all complete and utter bullshit. Going after you in the news, too. This man, I'm telling you, you, you know, we talked about Dinesh D'Souza and Dan Mangino's new film, Police State. Go to policestatefilm.net if you want to get tickets. I don't know if you saw this today, but this should scare the hell out of you. I've posted memes along the same lines, so come and arrest me. Come, bring it on. And Douglas Mackey, who was a mame artist, has been sentenced to seven months in prison for a Hillary Clinton voting maim. There is this poor guy. Folks, this is where your country has gone a little step forward at a time. Because we don't notice the little steps Or we forgive them Stop forgiving them Draw that red line in the sand And say that's it No more I'm not calling you by your pronouns I'm not putting up with this crap I'm not getting you poking your jets into our airspace Or into international airspace I am not going to go to prison because i happened to call some man in a dress he Mr Mackey's a very well known creator of Mame's on X and he has been sentenced to 7 months in prison you want to know why the uh, sentence at that length cuz they claim it influenced the election. Never mind all the folks who signed the letter saying the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. Now that abso freaking lootly influenced the election. No doubt, studies have shown, polls have said, they would have changed their vote if they knew. And yet these 50 whatever the hell it was, idiots, lying communists sack of craps signed this letter which was about the lap- laptop which was complete and utter bullshit. You want to know something? That it, uh, How about we put all 50 something of those morons put their ass in jail for seven months. This poor freaking guy puts out a meme, and they go after him for it. This is the police state we're living in, folks. Controlling your minds, controlling what you see. They've been doing it for a long time. I'm going to show you Supercut coming up in a minute. You remember 1979 and Jimmy Carter? When Iran took hostages? Around-the-clock story. Around-the-clock live coverage. You could not turn on a radio or a television anywhere. You didn't see or hear about the Iranian hostages. It virtually destroyed Carter's presidency. Today, right now as we speak, if they're not dead, God forbid, 20 Americans are being held hostage in Gaza Corporate media is where? Oh. Hmm. Biden over America. There you go. I'm sure you remember this picture. Very famous, well-known picture of one of the hostages. Like I said, it destroyed Carter's pre- pre- presidency, basically. But you could not turn on a news cast or read a paper that this wasn't front and center 24-7 forever until they got released the 20 hostages we have right now in Gaza where's the news about them uh, I don't know yeah exactly because they don't want you to know they want you to hear what they want you to hear or what they're. String pullers want you to hear. They have been doing it forever. Propaganda. Obama made it legal. The legacy media, the left. Unbelievable. Take a look and a listen. This is long, this is 11 minutes long. I put the link in our show notes if you wanna share it. I'm obviously not gonna play the whole 11 minutes, but it won't take but a minute or two for you to understand exactly how this works. We wanna make sure that people can discern the truth from the misinformation. And we want to make sure that everyone understands that no one's safe till everyone's safe.
1: No one is safe. 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 Nobody' safe. No one is safe.
0: Nobody is safe. This
1: is a post nine eleven axiom. safer but not yet safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe from Covid nineteen until everyone is safe. If the whole world isn't safe, none of us are safe.
0: No one is safe. No one is safe. Nobody is safe
1: until we're all safe. Health experts have been saying nobody is safe.
0: Nobody is safe until everybody is safe. Nobody is safe
1: the science is clear none of us are safe there is no safety no one is safe no one is safe. want to say no one is safe until no everyone is safe no one's safe. No one safe nobody is safe nobody's safe no one's so safe we'll safe never be safe until we're all safe we are never going to be safe 99.5% of people are safe and will survive COVID-19. Uh the only positive thing out of this is we should be able to manufacture a lot of vaccines and
0: nobody will be safe if not everybody is vaccinated.
1: You don't have a choice. As
0: long as not everybody is vaccinated nobody, nobody will be, be safe.
1: Normalcy only returns when we've largely vaccinated the entire global population. So get the fucking vaccine. You need to get vaccinated. And if you don't, you are going to
0: die. It goes on and on for 11 plus minutes. You gotta see that. It's frightening and fascinating. And if you ever doubted that you are being controlled, centimeter by centimeter, inch by inch, watch that. They're all reading from the same book. They're all playing from the same hymnal. Almost last, got a couple more to go here. But we've talked before about Klaus Schwab, the WEF, eating bugs. Well, guess what? It's closer than you think. There's an article from Zero Hedge, great website, links in our show notes. Tyson Foods, you've heard of Tyson Foods, of course, huge company. They have bought a stake in insect protein company Protix BV. Not kidding. The two companies are going to collaborate to establish a manufacturing facility in the US to produce bug based meal and oil, typically used for fish feed and dog food. And soon, your food. They agreed to buy a stake in Donggen, Netherlands based Protix BV. To help fund its expansion, they'll form a joint venture to build and operate a U.S. facility. Here we go. Multi-billion dollar industry. Might have something to do with it. Tremendous growth potential. And we see ProTex as being the leader, Tyson's chief financial officer, John Tyson, said in an interview. He says, in the long run, insect protein inclusion in animal feed diets can be a real thing, one that's good for people, the planet, and animals. They're going to feed you bugs. Links in our show notes. Read this, share it, find out more about it. I warned you I've been warning you and I will continue to warn you it's not going away and they are going to continue you know why because it works (laughs) all right a couple of quick stories here before we get on with our book I saw this posted on X. It's from Nurse Lioness, who is at CardioFixer on X. It's fantastic. It's just words on a page. I put the link in our show notes, but you got to listen to this. It's how to install a Southern security alarm. Listen, go to Goodwill, buy a pair of men's size 14 to 16 work boots, this will work if you're, a say, a single female living by yourself. Put them on your front porch, along with a couple of copies of Guns and Ammo magazine. Buy four giant dog bowls and put them next to the boots and the magazines. Then leave a note on your door, and here's what the note should say. Bubba. Me, Donnie Ray, Mercelli, and Jimmy Earl went for more ammo and beer. Be back in an hour. Don't mess with the pit bulls. They got the mailman pretty good this morning and messed him up real bad. I don't think killer took part. Hard to tell from all the blood. Anyway, I locked all four of them in the house. Better wait outside. We'll be right back. Cooter. <laughs> oh yeah. <coughs> now that is a Southern gal security alarm. That'll work. That'll do the job. Not a bad idea. Wouldn't cost you much money either. A couple of old Goodwill work boots and some uh some dog bowls and a, a note and you're good to go. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, I got to show you something here. This is the coolest thing. Uh, Hang on a quick second. Okay. Take a look at this. You know what that is? Of course you know what that is. It's a a beehive. A honeycomb from bees. You notice something weird in there. Blue honey. Hmm. Serious blue honey. Why? What is making the bees create blue honey? Any idea? Put it in the chat. If you're there on the live chat. I saw this story and I thought weird. Um, blue honey. It's actually blue. Well the reason, if you haven't figured it out, behind blue honey is weird in 2012 french beekeeper faced a rather intriguing enigma the beehives were producing blue and green honey the unexpected answer to this mystery was eventually found the answer an m&m factory located right next to the beehive. I'm not kidding. Several bee colonies in eastern France generating honey with really weird shades of blue and green and the root of the problem traced back to the M&M factory. Vice President of American Honey Producers speculated it might have occurred because there weren't enough natural flowers available for the bees to forage. And as a result, they Took to this alternative sugar source, which was the colored sugar. Blue colored honey, however, not suitable for human consumption. That kind of sucks. I like blue, it's a good idea. It's considered unsellable, according to a beekeeper's description. They uh, posed an additional challenge for beekeepers who are already grappling with the declining population of bees, considering France as the leading honey producer in the world. But can't sell the blue and the green stuff because it's apparently not fit <clears throat> it's probably chemical laced or something anyway yeah that's where blue and green honey comes from can't eat it but it's kind of pretty to look at anyway link to that story is in our show notes if you want to uh, check the whole thing out mm. All right, a couple reminders, of course, our great sponsors, Blackout Coffee. Get yourself a great deal over there at Blackout Coffee. If you're a coffee crazy guy like I am, you got to check out Blackout Coffee. Best fresh roasted small batch coffee you can find on the planet and an American company that supports our conservative values. Blackout Coffee, use the link in our show notes and promo code J20, J A Y 20 at checkout. 20% 20% off your first order. Go pick up a bag of fresh roasted coffee beans. Of course, Skillshare, BrickHouse Nutrition. We talked about them tonight too. Get all healthy and good, all your fruits and veggies you need. Also, please, if you wouldn't mind, sign up for a Rumble account. It's absolutely free. It doesn't cost a dime. And that'll let you not only chat and comment on the videos but you can follow the show hit that follow button there we really appreciate that helps the show out a lot and totally free you want to get access to some behind the scenes videos from the Jay Sheldon show you can do that on our locals channel that is the big red button right about there and uh, click that go over there sign up and uh, you will get access to all of our behind the we post every day or two or three so check it out this crazy silly stuff like I was at dinner the other night and I posted a video from inside their restaurant so you'll see all that kind of goofy stuff and speaking of goofy stuff we read books. My last part of our show. Now look, I know this is not for everybody, and that's fine. I don't mind at all. Some people love listening in to the uh, books we read. Other people kind of tune out at this point and go on their merry way. Uh, That's fine, no matter. Whatever part, I do it all for you guys, and since you still like it pretty much, uh, I'll continue doing it. I mean, the reading book part. Ever comes a time when the survey says "Mm, not so much, eh, we'll consider dumping it. But for now keep on going. We've done classic children's books, The Wizard of Oz, The Little Prince, Peter Pan, Jungle Book in the past, tons of books. And then we did George Orwell's 1984 and Animal Farm. And right now we are in the middle of Lord of the Flies. We just begin chapter seven. Tonight, William Golding wrote this book and first published it back in 1954. You know, when you think about 54, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but when you think about 1954, it was forever. All right, here we go. It's chapter seven of Lord of the Flies called Shadows and Tall Trees. The pig run kept close to the jumble of rocks that lay down by the water on the other side, and Ralph was content to follow Jack along it. IF YOU COULD SHUT YOUR EARS TO SLOW SUCK DOWN THE SEA AND BOIL OF THE RETURN, IF YOU COULD FORGET HOW dun AND UNVISITED WERE THE FERNY CONVERTS ON EITHER SIDE, THEN THERE WAS A CHANCE YOU MIGHT PUT THE BEAST OUT OF YOUR MIND AND DREAM FOR A WHILE. THE SUN HAD SWUNG OVER THE vertical, AND THE AFTERNOON HEAT WAS CLOSING IN ON THE ISLAND. Ralph passed a message forward to Jack, and when they next came to fruit, the whole party stopped and ate. Sitting, Jack was aware of the heat for the first time in that day. He pulled distastefully at his gray shirt, wondered whether he might undertake the adventure of washing it. Sitting under what seemed an unusual heat, even for the island, Ralph planned his toilet. He would like to have a pair of scissors and cut his hair. He flung the black mass back. Cut this filthy hair right back to half an inch. He would like to have a bath, a proper wallow with soap. He passed his tongue experimentally over his teeth and decided a toothbrush would come in handy, too. And then there were his nails. Ralph turned his hand over and examined them. They were bitten right down to the quick, though he couldn't remember when he'd started that habit, nor any time when he had indulged it. Be sucking my thumb next, he looked around furtively. Apparently nobody'd heard. The hunters sat stuffing themselves with this easy meal, trying to convince themselves they got sufficient kick out of the bananas and that other olive-gray jelly-like fruit. With the memory of this sometimes clean self as a standard, Ralph looked them over. They were dirty. Not with the spectacular dirt of boys who've fallen into mud or been brought down hard on a rainy day. Not one of them was an obvious suspect for a shower. And yet, hair much too long, tangled here and there, knotted around a dead leaf or a twig, Faces cleaned fairly well by the process of eating and sweating, but marked in the less accessible angles with a kind of shadow. Clothes worn away, stiff like his own with sweat, put on not for decorum or comfort, but out of custom. Skin of the body, scurfy with brine. He discovered with a little fall of the heart, that these were the conditions he took as normal now, and he didn't mind. He sighed, pushed away the stalk from which he'd stripped the fruit. Already the hunters were stealing away to do their business in the woods or down the rocks. He turned and looked out to the sea. Here, on the other side of the island, the view was utterly different. The flimsy enchantments of barrage couldn't endure the cold ocean water, and the horizon was hard, clipped blue. Ralph wandered down to the rocks. Down here, almost on a level with the sea, you could follow with your eyes the ceaseless, bulging passage of the deep sea waves. They were miles wide, apparently not breakers nor the ridges of shallow water. They traveled the length of the island with an air of disregarding it and being set on other business. They were less a progress than a momentous rise and fall of the whole ocean. Now the sea would suck down, making cascades and waterfalls of retreating water, would sink past the rocks and plaster down the seaweed like shining hair. Then, pausing, gather and rise with a roar, irresistibly swelling over point and outcrop, climbing up the little cliff, sending at last an arm of surf up a gully to end a yard or so from him in fingers of spray. Wave after wave Ralph followed the rise and fall until something of the remoteness of the sea. Numbed his brain, and then gradually the almost infinite size of the water forced itself on his attention. That was the divider, the barrier. On the other side of the island, swathed at midday with mirage, defended by the shield of the quiet lagoon, one might dream of rescue, but here, Faced by the brute obtusiveness of the ocean. The miles of division. One was clamped down. One was helpless. Condemned. One was... Simon was speaking almost in his ear. Ralph found that he had rock painfully gripped in both hands. Found his body arched, the muscles of his neck stiff, his mouth strained open. You'll get back to where you came from. Simon nodded as he spoke. He was kneeling on one knee, looking down from a higher rock, which he held with both hands. His other leg stretched down to Ralph's level. Ralph was puzzled and searched Simon's face for a clue. It's so big. I mean, Simon nodded. All the same, you'll get back all right. I think so anyway. Some of the strain had gone from Ralph's body. He glanced at the sea and smiled bitterly at Simon. Got a ship in your pocket? Simon grinned and shook his head. How do you know then? When Simon was still, Ralph said curtly You're baddie. Simon shook his head violently until the coarse black hair flew backwards and forwards across his face. "'No, I'm not. I just... you'll get back, all right.' For a moment, nothing more was said, and then they suddenly smiled at each other. Roger called from the coverts. "'Come and see!' The ground was turned over near the pig run, and there were droppings that steamed. Jack bent down to them as though he loved them. Ralph, we need meat, even if we're hunting the other thing. If you mean going the right way, we'll hunt. They set off again, the hunters, bunched a little by fear of the mentioned beast, while Jack quested ahead. They went more slowly than Ralph had bargained for, yet in a way he was glad to loiter, cradling his spear. Jack came up against some emergency of his craft, and soon the procession stopped. Ralph leaned against a tree, and at once the daydreams came swarming up. Jack was in charge of the hunt, and there would be time to get to the mountain. And that's where we'll cut it for tonight and uh, continue on tomorrow with more of this uh, Chapter 7. All right, folks. Hey, thank you so much for joining us, stopping by. I really appreciate your spending part of your day here with uh, me. And uh, please, again, don't forget to uh, just hit that follow button right over there and if you want to find a good deal on some great stuff check out our show notes right at the top you'll find blackout coffee and all other great sponsors including brick house nutrition all right enjoy the rest of your day make it count do not give one inch to these bastards enjoy your day Lord. <laughs>